So the big question is, how do entrepreneurs like us, who built our businesses from the ground up, who spend our own capital, who want to make a huge impact on this world while creating a great income? Those are the questions we will answer in this podcast. My name is David Asarno, and welcome to Get Naked in Business. I'm glad you're here. Now it's time to get naked. In order to get to the real raw truth, you need to be willing to have a 180 degree view on everything. Looking at all sides, today's guest is Dr. Daniel Pompa. He does exactly this and shares his view on the coronavirus and what's going on and the impact it's making on people and businesses today. Hey, this is Dave Sarno. Welcome back to another episode of Get Naked in Business. I am so excited for today's guest for multiple reasons. First of all, we've been friends for over nine years now. He was one of my first clients when I started Business Nitrogen, and we've been working together, literally helping him with his mission to change the world. So first of all, welcome, Dr. Pampa. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, David. You know, I have to say this. It was you who started Cellular Healing TV. I remember where we were at the hotel, and you were explaining it to me, and you you grabbed my computer, and you put yourself on one side of the hotel, me outside in the courtyard, and we did the first recording of Cell TV. Oh, my gosh. We did that. We were in Charlotte, and we were teaching a group of our doctors at one of our platinum masterminds. Yeah, I can't believe remember it was Charlotte. I, I didn't even remember it was Charlotte. I just remember it was in some random hotel. And here's the funny thing. That was the beginning of, we were, we were the first video podcast. I mean, we were like the first video podcast out there. The revolution of what everyone's doing today. I mean, how many episodes have you had for cell TV now? Over 300. Yeah. So over over 300 cell TV episodes. We we do one a week. So you can kind of get the the idea. By the way, if you want here's the thing. If you, if you like hearing what the mainstream is talking about and you go that way, do not listen to Cell TV. But if you want real insights on another opposing viewpoint, the, and Dr. Pop is going to talk about this today, go to Cellular Healing TV. And is it CellularHealingTV.com or just go to DRPapa.com and they can just get, get there? Yeah. It, I mean, it, either way. Uh, they can get there either way. So my, my website is DRPapa.com and then it's right there. You know, or you can go to CellularHealingTV.com too. So. Here's what I want to talk about today. And I didn't, we didn't prep. We didn't discuss anything before this. I want to talk about what's going on. We've got this big coronavirus thing. The whole entire world is on hold. And I've seen some videos that you've put out there that are talking about a different reality, a reality that maybe we don't have to be doing things the way that we're doing. Could you tell me a little bit about it? Well, yeah, I mean, controversy uh, flies, right? You know, I mean, what, one of my gifts is deciphering through the, the material, right? And, and you yeah. have bad information on both sides, right? So you have right now a lot of conspiracies that are going on. And I'm literally digging deep and I fact check everything and I come up with, you know, okay, this is real, this isn't. I do this in health, right? This is what I love to do. And then you have the mainstream media bringing a message that, you know, oftentimes is not accurate, right? So, you know, trying to bring this uh, real message is, you know, part of what I do. And yeah, I mean, I've done some Facebook uh, lives that went over 2 million just because, you know, it's, it's a different approach. Look, I, I mean, what you have to understand right now 
is that I, I want to give our government and experts around the world, I don't want to be too critical because we were looking at a virus in the beginning that was very different. Now, with that said, there's been many coronaviruses. Coronaviruses have different strains. So this, you know, COVID-19, you know, that specific one was very different. And all they knew in the beginning is that this thing spread fast, right? So therefore, they took the actions that were required to stop that, right? Distancing, social distancing. So, you know, I, I, I'm not being critical that that wasn't the right move with the information they had at the time. Now, what we found out now is that this thing is really, for a small group of people, very dangerous, right? Older people, in one of the videos I talked about who really is at risk, that's people that have something called immunosenescence. What does that mean? Well, you have too many white blood cells that defend you, it's your immune system, think of it that way, um, living too long. So they're, they're called senescent cells. Older people have too many senescent cells, meaning white blood cells that live too long. They become inactive. They typically drive inflammation. And we know that this cytokine reaction, cytokines in your body drive inflammation, puts you at risk for COVID. So technically you could be 80, but typically um, if you're 80 and healthy, you, you probably live. But because you're 80, you have a lot of senescent cells, cells living too long, and you'd probably get very sick. So we want to isolate that group of people for sure. However, what we also realize is unless a child is very sick and has a lot of these senescent cells and inflammation, they're not going to die and they're typically don't even have symptoms. So myself, many of our doctors that we, I train have been testing, David, and they have been exposed to this virus unknowingly. They didn't have any symptoms but now they have permanent immunity. We call this herd immunity. When a certain percentage of the population, around 60% gets a virus, the virus typically goes away automatically because you know, now that I have antibodies say, I become a stop for the virus. I'm exposed to somebody with it and it can't give me, you know, give me the virus anymore because my antibodies protect me and therefore I can't give it to someone else. When the population hits about 60%, uh, we hit herd immunity. So one of the things that we're realizing now is we should have just let, especially young people, healthy people, go about their business, spread herd immunity, get to that 60% faster. With that said, some of the criticism has been this. Well, a lot of us people take care of the old people, and therefore we could put them at risk because we you know, were exposed. We didn't know we even had it right? Because most people don't have symptoms because it's, you know, the flu would be worse for us. But then we expose the old people. So then the theory, a guy named Dr. David uh, Katz, his theory before this all began, now this guy's brilliant at this. This is what he does his whole life. Epidemiologist studies these things. He said from the beginning, we should let the children still be in school. Let the children be exposed and spread herd immunity Little children aren't taking care of old people. We can easily isolate them from little children. Let them be the vectors to spread this. Mm. Again, that's the answer now, but we've got this thing going, the social distancing, you're not pulling back. So yeah, I'm critical. I'm doing a video tonight talking about why the masks are actually more dangerous, these experts are saying, yet some states, David, are, are actually, they're stopping, they're making it mandatory to wear the mask. Yeah, I heard it. We're finding out that there's problems with the masks. I heard that in LA there's a thousand, 
thousand dollar fine if you're out on the street without a mask on. Yeah, and, and it's and again, later, at, you know, as time goes on, some of these other experts that are now getting more information back of why the masks um, are more dangerous. You know, this is going to get out there. You know, but right now they went on this. Okay, if we can stop the spray, then we can stop the disease. And, and there's some logic to it. But um, some of these experts feel it's not worth it. It's causing more problems. Well, there's a lot of controversy going on, like as of yesterday. And so you guys may be listening to this next week. Yet yesterday, Georgia decided to open up. Tennessee decided to open up Friday. South Carolina is opening up Friday, which is raising a lot of uh, politics in regards to it. And sort of like the you and I were discussing last week, uh, I sent you that article that I, I had heard and we were discussing that there was that one town or one county in California tested people and they found out like 70% of the people had been exposed to it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they're finding out now that we're doing more antibody tests, just like my doctor group. I, uh, oh my gosh, all these people have been exposed to it. Most, it, it, it's so mild, more mild than the flu and, and the death rates keep dropping and dropping and they're going to be less than the flu when this is all said and done, but really what's going to project to, uh, you know, so, you know, it's because so many people they end up realizing have been exposed. It's, Look, you know, I, I'm not going to step into politics, right? We have half the, the country that loves Trump, they hates Trump. So, but I'll say this, you know, but, you know, the, he did something very right. He, he allowed the government, you know, governors and state representatives to make their own decision. Like you said, you know, Georgia's open. We have, you know, Florida's now open. That was smart because no matter what he does, people are going to criticize him, right? It's like no matter what. So it's like, okay, y'all make the decision. He'll still be criticized for that. But, um, <laughs> you know, but the fact is, is that it was a good decision because each, you know, state can make their own decision. So it's South Dakota, right? She made the decision to just basically, yeah, just, you know, do what you think, make good decisions, and they put nothing mandatory, right? Well, as it turns out, they have like the lowest death rate in the country. So, and on some people were Sweden did the same thing, like nothing was mandatory, let's get to herd immunity. Um, some people said, well, look at Sweden's numbers, 1,500 people, right? Well, actually, um, compared to their surrounding pe- you know, countries, well, if you compare it to Denmark and Germany, they've done really well. Sweden's numbers are a little worse. However, compared to all the other countries, all the other European countries, especially Italy, Spain, et cetera, they're far better. And they've done nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, again, showing, though, that there, you know, is, was another philosophy here that we could have done. What advice would you give someone who's listening to this and they're, they're still saying, well, do I go out with a mask? Do I go out without a mask? Should I travel? Should I not travel? How do I know if I may have, you know, if I'm at risk or, you know, like someone has an autoimmune condition, diabetes or something, are they, are they at a higher risk than someone who doesn't have an autoimmune condition? Well, yeah. So someone that has, let's say if a 45 year old with diabetes or a heart condition contracts this condition, they may not die. They potentially could, but they may not die, but they'll be sick, pretty dang sick for two or three weeks. So if you have those conditions, what you have in common is the same thing that someone 80 has in common. You have too many senescent cells. These are immune cells that live too long, then they're, they're causing inflammation. You have elevated cytokines, which means you're in an inflamed state. Yes, you will get sick. If you are that person, stay home, isolate yourself. 
right? And it's like until this thing spreads out and the virus, you know, hits enough herd immunity that it can't spread and it will, in fact, die off. Now, that doesn't mean it's going away because typically these viruses last three years where now another strain, and by the way, this is my opinion, that the vaccine is a unicorn in the sense that, you know, we really, when we look back when SARS was first introduced, it was 2002, I believe, um, we still don't have an, act, a, an effective vaccine. Why? Because of mutation. So these coronaviruses mutate very quickly, and this one is already mutating. And so that's the problem. So the vaccine argument is very, very controversial. If you watch some of Dr. Judy Met, uh, Mitkovitz, um, she is one of the top virologists in the world, um, arguably. She worked for the NIH for many years. She developed the vaccines. She, was, she knows exactly what they're doing in China and in the US, how they take these viruses. They're not living, viruses aren't living. They just carry RNA and they put them into cells. And when they put these coronavirus in cells, I mean, they just rupture. Uh, that's how quickly and toxic they are. But then eventually a cell lives. And once they get that cell to live, then they can take that cell. And this is how they put, make vaccines, right? And this is a process. So this was what she did for years until about 2009, maybe 10, where she realized that it was creating cancer cells. And she ordered and started a study to show what was happening. And then her battle with Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, who we've all seen on the news. Oh, Trump. okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that battle started and um, he said, basically, if you go back in that lab and you start that study again, you will, I would put you in jail. She spent five years in jail. Um, and so now she's very outspoken against Fauci. <laughs> now, the woman's brilliant. You can, you know, Google Dr. Judy Mitzkovitz, I think is how you say it. I say it okay. wrong. But Anyways, brilliant. This is what she did. She knows a lot about it. She believes that we'll never get an effective vaccine. <laughs> this is what she did for a living, right? Yeah. Um, so anyways, so there's another uh, aspect and controversial topic that we don't have time to talk about. Now, so let's talk. So we're on a business show and you know, you've, you've reinvented yourself multiple times since I've known you. Where, how are you pivoting now? What are you, where, where are you going? What's the new direction that you're going? Well, I pivoted many times in my career. You know, I started careers as a structural correction chiropractor because I had fractured my neck years ago and a chiropractor helped me. And I'm just one of those pain to purpose people, right? It's like, you know, I, this is, everyone has to hear about this. Anyways, I went into that specific niche of chiropractic with, uh, you know, just, full on. I mean, I absolutely love the principle. And then I got very sick, uh, unexplainably around 1999 and spent, you know, five years, <clears throat> you know, going, what's wrong with me? I, I, you know, anxious, couldn't sleep, debilitating fatigue and, you know, uh, insomnia. I mean, digestive issues. I couldn't eat any food without reacting. My thyroid, my adrenals were shot, all of it out of nowhere. And I ended up realizing I had mercury toxicity, much of which was in my brain. So now, David, as you know, and this is where I met you years ago, I've yeah. been teaching doctors around the world this concept of what I call cellular detox and how I do it and what I learned, honestly, just to get my own life back. Uh, and then we actually adopted two kids. One was on the autism spectrum, long story there. Got him well with those processes. And then it led me to start teaching seminars. And uh, David walked into one of my seminars years ago, and he was there to see 
this guy, Steve Linder, who I had speaking, he was teaching business to my doctors, right? And so he was there. I think he even picked him up from the airport, brought yeah. him. And then you, you sat there at the lesson, like you were locked, man. You were locked. Matter of fact, I was like, dude, you could come again tomorrow. You were like, really? David showed up tomorrow. And you're and, like, uh, you showed up. I'm like, you invited me. Yeah, you're what I call a three percenter, meaning you heard the information, you immediately started applying it to you and your family, right? And you, David never left, by the way. He's been, he's been to every one of my seminars since that time. What, what year was that? By the it way? was, we're going on, uh, it's, I believe it's around nine years. Yeah, yeah, okay, nine years ago. And um, yeah, that was it. You took me to dinner after the seminar was over. That was a smart move. You, you, know, you got into my brain. You know, and I, in short order, I realized David needed me. I needed David, right? Because we, uh, we went, we went to, uh, we went, actually, we went with um, your wife, Marilee, yeah, and yeah. your son, Daniel, was there, and Warren and Rebecca and Tula, and I brought Josh. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there yeah, we sat, and the relationship started, and uh, I, I realized David was a, a marketing genius then, and yeah, I, I needed him. He needed me. So the relationship that was nine years ago. It's it's, it's it's work together. Let's talk about now. I you're, I know you've got some new things you're you're doing. Can you share some? Yeah, yeah. So another pivot lately, right? You know, I, some crazy things happened in my life that, uh, you know, I I literally went from a private practice and even helping people with my new concept, right? Functional medicine, you know, is what I evolved into teaching. You know, people helping people with what I do. And then I went into virtual because I had to. It was the whole story. I don't have time to tell why I went virtual, but there was a lot of stuff that happened. And basically it forced me into going virtual. And that was, oh gosh, I guess that was 2010, 11-ish around there. And, you know, I take on individual clients still and coach them virtually from all around the world. Now I'm pivoting again mm -hmm. and I'm making it, my services even more affordable. So now I've developed an online university for the average person who's sick and what I would coach somebody through in a whole year, teaching them the process of like I teach doctors, like this is how you detox. This is how you get your life back ultimately. And my goal is always to teach the person so they can actually do this long enough to matter because with unexplainable illnesses, autoimmune, these types of conditions, it's not like you treat someone for three months and they go away and they get better. You have to teach them the process so they can continue it. And when they do that, you know, lives change. But anyway, so now I developed this whole online university, which takes them through what I would normally one-on-one -on -one take through so I could bring the price point way down, make it more affordable, yet still give them this coaching. Here's the problem. I developed a, a product, you know, David, called TCD. It's a yeah. one size fits all for everybody. Yes. And it's a data. And it's, it's, it's effective. It's very good for the average person. But for people who are more challenged, it's not never one size fit all. The dose that works for David isn't the same dose that works for me, right? And, and the products that help support the detox for me are different for David. So this university actually tweaks it, teaches you. Uh, my life, my 20 years of my life's work is in it. And now and it's more affordable and now I can it reach the masses. So another pivot, David, to answer, you know, more people that need it and just to basically give me more time to teach. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing when we look at what, you know, we look at the world today, you know, the world's put on pause. A lot of people are, businesses are shut down. It's, you know, 
people are trying to wonder, you know, waiting to see, you know, when things are going to open up. Right. And a lot of people have them to pivot right now. And they've got to say, okay, how can I reallocate my assets? How can I take my knowledge that I've developed? And it, it's funny, it wasn't planned, but it was what you're doing is perfect timing for there's a lot of people who need help, especially if people have been sitting home, cooped up at home. You know, a lot of people aren't eating the right things. And so it's going to cause more downstream problems. So if someone's interested in learning about you or what you do, what, what website would you send them to? Well, I mean, just for general information, at DR, like Dr. Pompa, P-O-M-P-A.com. Um, if you go to, um, that'll lead you to even my Facebook, right? I mean, that, that's, that is, but I'll give it to you. It's dr.danielpompa. That's my fan page. Um, and, and on there is where if someone wants to subscribe to your videos and, and see everything that you're putting out there on social media, your inspirations and insights. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's, it's all there. So information is power. You know, we need it today. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing your insights and your story and what you're working on today. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure for the past uh, nine years plus to be uh, to be your friend and and helping you spread your mission out there. Well, David, look, I I mean, you know, I said I had you know two million views, uh, you know, on a, a Facebook uh, the other day. I mean, so many principles I learned from you. You know, I mean, and, you, and by the way, folks, David teaches my doctors business principles, funnel creation, how to market. Doctors are great and brilliant people, but I'm going to be honest with you business, they suffer. And by the way, I have to say this, you know, years ago, I thought I would just, you know, the world needs this, right? The world needs this cellular detox. This is why people are sick. Got my life better. And I started teaching seminars. And then a year later, I'd see a doctor like, why aren't you doing this? It's because number one, they didn't know how to market it. Number two, they were horrible business. And that's why I knew I needed David. So David, I thank you, you know, that I, you know, I have a social media following and a lot of that advice. You still give me advice, obviously, um, on all that business stuff, so thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. And everyone, we'll see you next time. Thanks.